Good morning, and grace and peace to you. Thank you, Jim, for the songs. There's a couple there we haven't heard for a while, so it was good to hear them again, and thank you all for teaching and encouraging me through your singing, as the scripture indicates, we teach and admonish one another. So thank you. It seemed like you were into those songs this morning, and I appreciate that. Do remember Slava and Helen and David at this time. Uh, again, first of all, because of the war uh, and because of all that the war is bringing, they have rolling blackouts now. Uh, we tried to Skype with Slava Tuesday and he did not have electricity. We could not do that. Um, also remember from this standpoint, they were recently, or Helen and David are still in France. Slava is not bringing them home, maybe until the spring, until this war changes its face. They were not together for their anniversary. They will not be together for Christmas and the holidays. So this is a very trying time, not just for Slava and his family, but for others over there in the church and just the population in general, it's very difficult. And uh, it may be getting worse before it gets better. So these people need your prayers every day. And uh, so just please remember them. Okay. As you can see, the lesson title, and don't, don't misread that title, especially thinking about this time of year, it does not say learning to shop. <laughs> it's learning to stop. Life is busy. We know that. We're on the go all the time doing this thing and that thing. And it seems for some people, they think that the busier they are, the more fulfilled they are. You know, the kids have soccer practice. Uh, one of them has play, a play this weekend. I've, I've got yoga. I'm volunteering down at the shelter. i got to get down to the grocery store. There's nothing in the refrigerator. Just busy, 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 go, go, go. And if you, you talk to some folks and the way they come across with that, it's like it's a badge of honor. I'm just so busy. Oh, my life is just filled with everything. And we know that we do have a lot to do, and the world uh, pushes on us things that we, they think we need to do, it thinks we need to do. Sometimes they are things we need to do and sometimes not. And I was thinking about this in contrast, you know, how many of us have our places kind of filled up with stuff? Nobody? Well, we do. Basement, attic, closet whatever. You got your stuff, right? Well, you know, we can fill up our lives by doing stuff the same way. Things that aren't necessarily that important. And so that's what this lesson is about. We need to learn to be able to stop when God places an opportunity in front of us to do good. Whatever that might be, maybe somebody does need food or clothing or something like that. Maybe they need a prayer. 
Maybe they just need an ear for somebody to listen to them about their grief, about their problem, about their need, or whatever it is. It could be something like that. Or maybe they really do need to hear about Jesus. They're just lost and confused about life, and they don't know what it's all about. And they need to hear about him. So we need to have that kind of a heart that we are willing to stop what we're doing and provide that help, that need, that that person, God, you know, I'm thinking God has put them in our life at that point. And that's what this lesson is about. And this, this is what Jesus is teaching us in this little story, this little event from his life. Let's turn to Mark chapter 6. I'm sorry, Mark chapter 10, verse 46. 1046. Then they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. Now the context here is so important, and the context for Bible study is always important. But here it is uh, very important for us to understand what was going on. If we go back a few verses to verse 32, let's understand this was Jesus' last trip to Jerusalem before the cross. That was laying before him. It was days away. And look here in chapter 10, verse 32, what he has just told his disciples. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem. Jesus was walking on ahead of them, and they were amazed. And those who followed were fearful, okay, because we know in Jerusalem he was never, never treated very well. He always had the opponents, and the, uh, the opposition kept getting worse and worse as his ministry progressed. It says, and again he took the twelve aside and began to tell them what was going to happen to him, saying, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and will hand him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him, and spit on him, and scourge him, and kill him, and three days later he will rise again. And we just observed, of course, his death at the table. So this was what was going to happen. Like I said, it was only days away. This was his last trip to Jerusalem. So we can only imagine what was on his mind. He knew this was going to happen, and he was preparing himself, I'm sure, mentally and spiritually and even emotionally for this event, this great life and death struggle that was going to happen, as we recall Gethsemane and at the cross, where evil was trying to bring down the Son of God, and in particular to cause him to sin in this most trying moment. Now in contrast to this, We have a blind beggar sitting by the road. And we might say another blind beggar. 
how many had Jesus already given their sight? How many others had he healed? They were able to walk again. They could talk again. They could hear again. The leprosy was cleansed. Thousands, no doubt, that he had cleansed and, and healed of any kind of sickness or disease. We understand that. He had the power to do that, and he did. This one's name is Bartimaeus. And as I was trying to put this maybe in today, a context today, which you never totally can, but I'm thinking this would be like a presidential motorcade is going by and maybe going up to, uh, to be uh, reinstalled in office to get the oath of office again, second term. Big motorcade going by. And here along the street is this homeless individual pushing their little cart with all their stuff in it. That would be something like what this is. Total contrast in the two events, the two situations. Verse 47. When he heard, meeting Bartimaeus, that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So we were told there was a large crowd with him. The people were calling out, probably calling out that Jesus was coming. And we know that everybody knew Jesus. As he got into his ministry in the second and the third year, certainly, it was not done in a corner, I think, as Paul said to Agrippa. Everybody knew him. Uh, I think it was in the Gospel of John. They were speculating at one of the, the Hebrew feasts. They were all saying, do you think Jesus will be here? you think he'll be coming? His fame had spread far and wide this Jesus of Nazareth, this rabbi, this one who could heal. Not that everybody believed in him, but he, his fame was everywhere. And so everybody, they're hearing Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. There's a couple of things here we need to understand about Bartimaeus. That he had come to believe at least two things about Jesus. And the fact that he calls out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And we see how this unfolds. First of all, he had come to believe that he was the Messiah. Because he calls him the son of David. And that was a reference to the Messiah. So we're not told that he had ever been in the presence of Jesus before. We kind of assume he had not been. Never personally there. But he had heard about him. And from what he had heard and what he had heard him do, or heard that he had done as far as the healings and the miracles, perhaps what he had heard, what he had taught, his words, his message, he had said, this must be the one, the prophet that Moses had prophesied would come, the Messiah. This must be him, the son of David. And secondly, he believed that he could restore his sight. He believed that, and this is why he's calling out to him. This is what he wants. So Bartimaeus had come to believe this about Jesus from a distance, from just the reports that he had heard. And uh, 
I think that's remarkable, and I, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful today that there would be a lot more Bartimaeuses out there who just hear, heard about Jesus through the word of God, and they, they are convinced, they have the faith, and they believe he's the one, he's the Savior, he's the Christ, and just be willing to come to Jesus. Just that, on, if you will, secondhand information, someone giving them a report about what he did and, and uh, what his message is and what he can provide. Wouldn't it be wonderful? But it seems like people today are so hesitant to come to Jesus. Whether the world has such a grip on them, uh, Satan has them bound up in, in their thing, in their life, like we're talking about today, and it's like, oh, I can't stop to do this. I got something else over here to do. We need to pray for folks. Uh, as Paul wrote to Timothy, I believe it was, you know, Satan has people in their snare. And we need to pray that he will grant them repentance. That they can come to see who Jesus is, that they need the Savior, and that they will repent and turn from the world and turn to him. So Bartimaeus believed these things about the Lord. Verse 48. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet. But he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So the crowd here, and probably some of his disciples, I'm not sure, it doesn't say that, but they had Jesus' best interests at heart. You know, Jesus was the man, he was the rabbi, he had important things to do, and once again, he doesn't have time for just this, this beggar by the side of the road. He's on his way to Jerusalem. You know, big things happen in Jerusalem. But Bartimaeus is not deterred. Don't you love it? They're telling him, shut up. Jesus don't have time for you. And he just starts crying out all the more. That tells us a lot about his faith. He was not going to let anything get between him and the Lord. Jesus was close, and he was going to cry out and cry out until he was heard. I love that about Bartimaeus. You know, sometimes we get in a position where we let things get between us and God. And we should never do that. Whatever it is. It could be family. It could be problems with jobs, illnesses, anything. And you know what I'm talking about. We should never let anything cause us to doubt our God or to cause us to stop serving our God. We should have the faith of Bartimaeus. I'm not, I'm not going to let Satan tear me down, break, put anything between me and my Lord. Not going to let that happen. Verse 49, and Jesus stopped. There's the lesson. There's the lesson. If you don't get anything else out of this lesson, this is the lesson. He's on his way to Jerusalem. The last time, the cross is before him. He's got this huge entourage with him. 
And Jesus stopped. He says, I have time for this man, for this beggar. And that's what we need to learn. You have time for the beggar. You have time for the one who has a need. You have time. You need to make time. People need the Lord. The people's need for the Lord is more important than what you're doing at the moment. What a lesson. You see, this is not really about Jesus giving this man sight. This is about Jesus stopping to give him sight. There's not any doubt that he could give him his sight. That's not the question. The question is, would he stop? And he did. Jesus also had ears. He heard him. That's something else that you and I need to do a better job of, to listen, to hear the cries of those in need, to listen through the conversation, the things they say or the things they don't say. I need help. I'm confused. I'm lonely. Uh, I'm hurting, whatever it is. But we're so busy. You know, we just say the casual, hello, how you doing, okay, and on we go. We need to stop. We need to listen. Bartimaeus was yelling, and Jesus was hearing. We need to have those ears and we need to have that heart that will stop. He heard a soul in need. And he brought everything to a halt just for this man. Just for this one man. He stopped it all. Two takeaways. I've already alluded to them already. We need to learn to hear the cries of those in need and to stop what we're doing to listen. as disciples of Christ. This is our calling, to become like him, right? But we get so busy. We think what we're doing is so important. But somebody in need, whatever that need is, is it's just as important as whatever we're doing. We can take five minutes. Do you realize, have you ever you ever taken your watch and just looked, looked at it and watched for five minutes and not done anything and see how long that takes? Do you realize how much you can do or say in five minutes? Think about it. Try that. We can take five minutes for somebody to find out what's going on. We can do that. And the second thing is, it's 
the flip side of the coin, we need to know that Jesus still hears our cries for help. When we have a need, when we're in turmoil, when we're troubled, he's listening. Don't ever doubt it. Sometime, you know, we wish he would answer us right away, right? Give me that answer. Show, you know, send me the angel or whatever it is. He, he doesn't do that. But you have to know he is listening. And he understands exactly what's going on, and he hears your cry. And he will answer it in his time. He will take care of your situation. That's Jesus. That's his heart. He loves us. Believe it. Verse 50. Throwing aside his cloak. Oh, wait, I didn't finish 49, did I? I stopped. That's good. And Jesus stopped and said, call him here. So they called the blind man, saying to him, take courage, stand up, he is calling you. So words of encouragement for Bartimaeus. And said, then 50, throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. He was eager. He was excited. He knew what Jesus was going to do for him, what he could do for him, and he believed he would. And again, the, the excitement there uh, and wishing that more people would recognize the need for Jesus and the, the desire to come to him. Maybe you and I need to do a better job of explaining and teaching and proclaiming what Jesus has done for us so that more people would want to have him as their Lord and Savior. What do you think? Maybe. Verse 51. And answering him, Jesus said, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, I want to regain my sight. You know, we sometimes wonder why Jesus asked him the question. I mean, isn't it obvious? Doesn't Jesus know he is God and you can see that he's blind? Well, this is what I think. All right, my opinion, but I think this is where Jesus is. He's giving Bartimaeus dignity. He's inviting him into the conversation and the whole act of healing. He isn't just treating him as one other person that needs healing. You know, if you uh, are into the chosen, you know the, the character that Matthew has taken. And Jesus isn't saying, Matthew, write another, put another one on the list here. We're going to heal one more here. It's not like that. He's looking at Bartimaeus. He doesn't say his name. Maybe he did. But this is an important personage. This is another one of mine that I have created, if you will, made in my image. And I'm going to take the time to talk with him. It's not like, you know, okay, I, I can see that you're blind. Here, uh, your sight's restored. i got to get on my way. No, it wasn't like that. Come here. What, what, what do you want me to do for you? Receive your sight. Receive your sight. Be restored. God bless you. He took some time with the man. 
gave him dignity. We need to remember that every person, no matter what they look like, no matter what they've been into, what they've done, they're made in the image of God and they need Jesus Christ. We need to remember that. Every person matters. Every person has a story. And every person has a need for the Lord. 52. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. You had a part in this because you believed in me. He acknowledged that. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. The miracle is accomplished. Now, as I said, is there any doubt? There's no doubt he could have done it. He had the power. Bartimaeus had the faith. And I think this shows that Bartimaeus' faith was real, that he wasn't just after something. Like some people, you know, they, they're just trying to get something from the Lord or get something from the church. But what Bartimaeus follows him. This, he did it for me. He believed he's the Messiah. So he jumps up and he follows him on the road. As we said, this is event isn't, isn't about the miracle. It's about the fact that Jesus was willing to stop this whole procession and take some time with this blind man to give him his sight. And again, you and I need to learn to hear the cries for help, to read the halo data, to read the... Uh, between the lines, to hear between the lines, to understand the needs, even to ask a couple more questions, to take a little bit of time to find out what someone, how someone is hurting and what need they have. And us to remember that when we cry out, God's listening. God is listening to us. So if you're a Christian, learn these lessons to hear and to stop. And if you're not a Christian, please understand how much you need Jesus. And he is willing to take the time with you for your need, and especially your need for salvation before he comes back get right with God. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. For more from Jeff Kent and the Shadyside Church of Christ, please go to our website at cofcshadyside.com. There you can access our entire library of Sunday church lessons and Jeff's weekly blog. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Shadyside Church of Christ. Remember, all are welcome. Thanks again. Have a blessed week.